morning, everybody. Good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Morning Coffee on the Red Pill Project. It's everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, where we talk about the news and events every morning at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, my name is Vince Taglivia. I'm here with my partner in truth and my partner in funnies and my partner in conversation, uh, Andrea, the wonderful, the one and only. Good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good. I am pretty good. And definitely a one and only. I guarantee you I have no twin. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> a doppelganger. Sure is... huh? Maybe you have a doppelganger out there. Oh, God, I hope not for their sake. <laughs> oh, <come> <laughs> My mother, I'm sure, is very, very thankful that I don't have a twin. One of me, I'm sure, was more than enough. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I hope everything's going well. It sounds like it is. It's Monday morning. It Holy mackerel. And it looks like I'm actually stable and everything's going great. Um, shout out to the Redfield family out there tuning in. I know we had a rocky weekend thanks to my technical difficulties and whatnot, but it looks like from here on out we should be good and stable and full steam ahead. Um, I want to thank Summer over there on DLive. She's celebrating a nine-month sub- subscription streak today. Thank Ooh. you, Summer. You're the best. And I don't know if this was this morning or what, but Q Who followed us? I think that was over the weekend. Okay. I don't well, know. If you're watching, welcome. Thanks for the follow. And Auto Rocks. Uh, howdy ho. Z-Man. Good morning. Yeah. All right. And any Peeled family over there, thank you for tuning in. Today, since last week we missed Friday's show, we're going to go ahead and throw a little bit of funnies in today. And uh, we'll also do funnies Friday. So today we're going to have a few Babylon Bee articles and a lot of real news. And then we'll get on with the days. And then we'll uh, be live tonight with Joshua Reed at 5.30 p.m. Pacific with the Daily Dose, where he'll talk about the unfolding global conspiracy and communism coming to America and all the things that are going on in the world. He should change it, though. Instead of communism coming to America, it should just be communism in America. Communism is here. Yeah, for sure. Agree on that. Man. I don't think it's coming anymore. I think it's already here. It's here, and yeah, it's a freight train. Yep. Gotta have my morning coffee. Kate hey, Rizzy, how you doing? Where we go one, we go all. I gotta have yeah. my morning coffee too. Yeah, Otherwise I, I don't my, function. I have this one and it's really slurpable. Good stuff. I've been up since 3 a.m. my time, so I've already had Eek. quite a bit of coffee. I went to sleep at 3 a.m. my time. I know. I I don't know which one of us got the shit end of the stick. I think both ends are shitty. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely a shitty end of that stick. I just laid there and laid there and like, I couldn't sleep for nothing. And then I kept hearing funny noises and I'm pretty sure oh, it was just I hate cats. That. I hate that. Especially, I know there's there was a Bigfoot sighting here like almost five to ten years ago. And it was Ooh. off my street. <laughs> so, like, I'm always, like, looking at the trees and, like... You're like, oh, my God, Bigfoot's going to get me. <laughs> like, this morning I felt weird. And I saw a bird. I Yeah, I got scared because I saw a bird this morning. <laughs> and, like, I, I was walking and I thought I heard something in the bush. So I stopped. And then, and then I didn't hear anything. So I kept walking. And then I heard something again and I stopped. 
And Bigfoot does that. People report that when they're moving, they could hear Bigfoot kind of trailing them, and then they stop, and it stops. So I was like, "Oh God, am I? Is it like maybe I hear my clothes or something? I don't know." <laughs> but I get paranoid, man. And, like, yeah, I don't blame you. Well, and you live in like Bigfoot Central, right there in Washington State. I yeah. think has some of the most sightings of Bigfoot um, out of any of them. Yeah, I um, I can't and, say that I've ever seen Bigfoot, but I do live with Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> true my husband has giant feet <laughs> dude but i don't have street lights either and so like i walk at night a lot in the pitch black like uh uh i guess saturday night or friday night one of these nights last time i was walking home i park like i park a good distance away from where i live and i walk uh just because it's a big lot and i like to park tucked up in the bushes so i park all the way on the end tucked in the bushes and i walk like i don't know like five lots four or five lots down and it's always like dark rainy and no lights no street lights or anything luckily it's not real foresty well it's foresty where i park (laughs) but then it gets pretty open so i could see but i get scared man it's fucking scary it's all dark i'd be scared too i actually saw the the other thing that the the other thing that Washington is well known for is serial killers. So, I know I was listening to a cold case this morning <laughs> of this guy. You've in 19- got the Green River Killer, and in that same area, there was this guy in 1985. Him and his wife, his family owned a um, Christmas tree farm, and they both got murdered by two of their workers. And the case went cold for 20 years, and they found one of the killers and one had already died. And it was pretty crazy. Wow. That was near me, like an hour, hour away. Good stuff. Yeah, lots of creepy killers. Anyway, let's talk about the news and whatnot. We're going to start with a funny article because, you know, life is – there's so much depressing shit out there now, especially with the time it takes for all these people to wake the hell up. And here we are two years later after, you know, a lot of people I think woke up two years ago, but some of us have been awake much longer than that, at least somewhat. And we're almost uh, at three years now. Isn't that crazy? Holy moly. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. And man, it's tough on the spirit and it's tough on the the mind. But uh, I think I think heroes are going to rise. I think we could see some good things come out of this. I'm not going to hold my breath, though, because, you know, it doesn't – I'm not, like, blown away with Twitter stuff or, you know, I don't have, like, 90% confidence or 100% confidence in everything, but I do think there's still some hope. Good things can happen. I guess I'm kind of pessimistic compared to, like, a lot of what I see online right now. I'll, yeah. That's just how I feel I'm personally. Definitely there, too. Yeah. Yeah? Interesting, yep. huh? Yep. And so you got to throw some humor in there because we got to remember that life still goes on. Life does still go on, and it's worth having a little bit of fun, especially when I don't know. I feel like uh, it's important. So one thing we can control is having a little fun. So let's start with this article from the Babylon Bee, which is a parody article, and it relates to finance. We always start with finance, but we're going to have fun with it today. Do you want to start with the first article? Uh, Sure, I can do that. Wow, thank you. It is IRS agents slide down chimneys looking for gifts of $600 or more. Mm. 
uh, Muncie, Indiana. IRS agents kicked off a new holiday tradition this week as they began nationwide canvassing of taxpayers' homes, sliding down their chimneys in search of undeclared gifts worth $600 or more. Terrence Poole, special agent in charge of joy quashing, explained the agency's actions, saying, we understand that people get caught up in the spirit of the season and all that, but we want to be a constant reminder that celebrating the birth of the Savior of the universe is not more important than giving an account to the government for every single thing you have. Jackson family of Muncie were initially surprised to find the black-suited agents pouring out of their chimney and ripping open their presents but became cooperative after Father Ben Jackson was given an explanation and a brief sleeper hold. Yeah, I guess it's our patriotic duty or something, said Mr. Jackson after regaining consciousness. Agents will be searching homes during the entire holiday season. Agent Poole continued, we'll usually be entering through the chimney. For homes that don't have a chimney, we'll either be sending a magic elf through the keyhole or else using an armored personnel carrier equipped with battering ram to breach a convenient wall. Yeah, one of those, probably the second one. Asked if the agents had faced any difficulties with their searches so far, Agent Poole said, it was a little embarrassing one time when we ended up in Sam Bankman-Fried's house. We just apologized and backed out slowly. I'm sure he's got nothing important to declare. Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, the Sam Bankman-Fried thing is really interesting how they don't want to investigate any of it. He was donating, or $10 billion goes missing under his watch. They brush that off and they find out that he was donating to Republicans and Democrats a lot of money and it was all a big sham and a scheme and they just let him go and he's actually like a commendable guy and all this stuff and meanwhile they're talking about starting to investigate Binance and other crypto exchanges. They're taking over. They are. Yep. This is definitely a one-sided system that we have here where yeah. the criminals go free and the innocents are persecuted yeah and that's you know the really funny thing about the babylon Bee is they take the truth and then they carve out these these fictional stories that are really close to reality a lot of times the 600 comes the 600 facet of this article comes from the irs wanting to tax everybody anything over $600 through apps like Venmo and stuff. Get out of here. If I want to send my brother $600, it's none of your business. You know? Yeah, I know. But your brother's going to have to declare it on those taxes and stuff. And it's just it's terrible. The level of um, tyranny that we're living under. $600. Just to move money around. Like, they're going to be like, what's that for? And and banks are supposed to report on it. So... If your mortgage payment or your rent payment is more than $600, guess what? The IRS is going to know exactly how much you're paying to live where you're living. You know what I saw, too? Speaking of finance and bullshit crazy control from banks, somebody posted that they went. I don't have the article in front of me or, you know, to validate it. But if I find it, I'll bring it up again. Maybe I could find it today by the time Josh goes on. Somebody went to go purchase a firearm. And their bank didn't let the transaction go through because their policy states they don't support that kind of transaction. Yep. Can you believe that shit? So I can. They've been talking about this for a while. and This is how they're going to start controlling some of this stuff. And that is your money. You should be able to buy whatever the hell you want. Same thing with cash. You know, you want to withdraw a lot of money. They're going to be all up in your business. What are you buying? You know. 
It's crazy. That's why I recommend going with a credit union. Now, you do have to be careful because there are a lot of credit unions out there who are using these ESG standards. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of them aren't. I mean, we Ask had them. we we had somebody on, I can't remember what her name was, so I apologize, um, talking about PMAs. Oh, and yeah, that's basically what a credit union is, essentially, is a PMA. Yeah, you can't much. have an, a, bank th- a bank account there or an account there unless um, you're a member. You're a member. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, good point. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, you could always ask them what they're, if they're associated with ESG and what their policies are and all this stuff. And they'll probably be excited to tell you that they are or aren't. Uh, we, I know we asked our credit union. And they were like, what's ESG? <laughs> so I'm going, okay, well, if you don't know what it is, you're probably not using it. So Hopefully not. Um, yeah, it's absolute, absolutely disgusting, man. Um, ridiculous. The taxation that we're facing. And I, it just reminds me of this article that I saw where it's basically somebody saying, the Constitution's fucking done. Excuse my yeah. language. <laughs> But uh, they're basically naming all the reasons why we actually aren't free and that things should go back to kind of how it was founded and that it was corrupted very quickly, our freedom. And I agree with that sentiment. Definitely. Um, There was another facet of this I wanted to mention while we're in finance, if I could recall banks, money. Oh, yeah. The the uh, banks controlling this. Well, not only that, I guess more of financial collapse and protecting your wealth. Uh, I just want to bring this up. Maybe it's something to consider, especially if you're a business owner or you have a lot of uh, money in an account or something. During the Great Depression, or if you have any great-grandparents or anything that survived that time and are still alive, um, or that lived through that time, they a lot of times have multiple bank accounts, cash fucking in their walls and under their beds and and you know several bank accounts and stuff 10,000 here 10,000 there 100,000 here 100,000 there because they don't trust the banks and it's probably smart and i would uh consider stuff like that especially if you have a a small fortune or a large fortune or even whatever you have like take precautions because you don't know who's going to survive the long run who's going to be t- t- tyrannical and screw you over or what and that's just me being cautious and kind of putting a little warning out there you know, and I don't advise stockpiling too much cash per se, enough for an emergency fund, but even that you could get screwed over. So true. Got to prepare wisely, y'all. Uh, onward, eh? Let's do it. All right. I'm so happy that I'm streaming and everything is going smooth. This is wonderful. Yay. <laughs> And it looks like the world is starting to wake up and hop in here. All right. Hey, Sonia and Mr. Patriot and Q, Q Larva. That's a cool name. All right. Um, here is the White House, the lion-ass White House uh, press secretaries. We had Lion, Jen Psaki, and then we had the new liar, Jean-Pierre, or Jean. I don't even know what she goes by, but let's be honest. I don't think any a lot of you respect her enough to care. So let's see. I don't. <laughs> Just being honest. Let's hear. So this is basically them being asked about the same thing and the contrast between their two answers. Let's listen to the line press secretaries and what they have to say. 
Um, and I was wondering if anyone in the Biden administration was in touch with Baker either regarding moderation decisions that critics call political censorship or regarding uh, his transparency efforts recently. So it's up to private companies uh, to make these types of decisions. We were not involved. We are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread this information. Whoops. Oh, man. It sounds like one of them weren't lying. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's right in. One of them wasn't True. lying. Yeah. You know, yes. as much as I dislike Raggedy Ann, because that's what I call her, mm -hmm. um, I dislike the new one much, much more. She seems much dirtier. Yeah. She... Uh, um, I don't know. She just, she doesn't, she's not as quick-witted, I guess. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. She doesn't lie well. She's not good so, at being, she's not good at being evil. Right. She's <laughs> not very good at being evil. I know. I think she's really good at being evil. I just think she's not very smart. No. And so right. when they ask her a question, she can't come up with a lie fast enough. And so she just. I love of, it. It off, I, I saw one where she started reading last week. She was asked a question and she started reading something that was not what she was trying to actually read, but I think she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. She doesn't know what the hell she's doing, so she's just reading something. And then she's like, oh shit, oh, never mind, let me see. Uh, uh. But, yeah. but Trump's press secretaries were always on point. They were. Oh my gosh, just amazing. Well, they say it's harder to tell a lie than the truth. Yeah, it is, because all those lies stack up against each other, and they say you have to be a damn genius to tell lies because you got to maintain your bullshit narrative. Yeah, is, I just find it easier to tell the truth and be honest, because then you don't have to try to go back and remember you know, what it is you told people. Yeah. I very yes. rarely will tell a lie. Yeah, I don't lie. I don't see the point in it. Yeah. I, I, am, I am to the point where I'm brutally honest sometimes and people are like, hey, I wish you would just lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't have to be so honest. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So. All right. Christmas is coming up, everybody. It so is. the Babylon Bee put this article out. Fun new Antifa on the shelf doll burns down different parts of your house every night. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. This week, the parent company of the popular toy Elf on a Shelf announced a new extension of their product line, Antifa on a Shelf, an Antifa-themed doll that burns a different part of the house every night while the family sleeps. We want a product offering our communist revolutionary customers who want to celebrate Christmas. Lumistella Company President Mike Champion said in a statement, This rascally toy promises the most surprises of any of our shelf dwellers yet. To prepare for all the protests for racial justice, you'll need more than just some cardboard for your windows. <laughs> it's, our most, it's our most peaceful toy yet. According to promotional material for what many are calling the Comrade Jingles, uh, young children can anticipate fun new destruction from the activist toy every morning, from torched dollhouses to burned out and overturned Hot Wheels cars. 
The violent doll is characterized on the box as a lovable prankster, and parents are encouraged to ask their children to predict which parts of the house will be smoking wreckage when they scamper out of bed each day to locate the, ro the roguish vandal and inspect the new destruction. Anticipating litigation arising from the property damage, the Lumistella Company has partnered with Vice President Kamala Harris to deny the presence of graffiti, broken windows, and or arson committed by the mischievous elf, and bail out any toy company executives deemed responsible. The purchase agreement also included language <laughs> for stalling lawsuits arising from any and all firebombings that promote freedom, justice, and equity, including but not limited to the torching of kitchens, bathrooms, bedrooms, or garage interiors or exteriors, or any other symbol of white hetero heteronormative oppression. At publishing time, several homes reported that their Antifa on a shelf dolls had taken over the downstairs section of their homes and declared them elf autonomous zones, causing the families to retreat upstairs and barricade themselves for safety until police arrived. Oh my gosh, remember Antifa? Sounds about right. I do. What losers. Right? I remember the summer of love. Like it was yesterday. <laughs> and their autonomous zone that they set up in Seattle. I liked how they how they set up that shitty garden and it washed away on the first string. <laughs> <laughs> they put like cardboard down and then threw some dirt on top they of did. it. Threw some seeds on it and it's like you people are never gonna survive what's about to come. Never. I know for your sake, the grocery stores never run out of food because oh if they God. do, you are dead. <laughs> I, I hope that day never comes, but, you know, I think they're pushing towards that. Not they. I mean, they as the globalists and stuff. Yeah, <sighs> for sure. That, that's so, what we have for parody on, of, you know, for the U.S. news section. Which okay. Which fitting. But we do have this one that, you know, you would think is parody. But isn't actually. Mm -hmm. It's uh, an article by the Gateway Pundit says, "Who's paying for this? The Mexican police escort twenty buses of illegal aliens and drop them off at U.S. border in Juarez." The police. The police. Who's paying for this? Is yeah. the invasion funded by our taxpayer dollars? Probably. Are Joe Biden and Democrats giving U.S. dollars to leftist organization and NGOs to facilitate the invasion across the U.S. open southern border? Mm -hmm. Fox News reporter Bill Milligan released video on Monday of 20 Mexican buses transporting illegal aliens to the U.S. border in Juarez, where they are dropped off. Bill Milligan reported, how does this caravan get here? It was busted. Take a look at this video our team shot yesterday in Ciudad Juarez, watching as 20 of these migrant buses received a Mexican police escort and were busted into Ciudad Juarez. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I apologize. And they were all dropped off at local shelters and NGOs. Well, the migrants didn't stay at those shelters. They immediately walked down to the border, walked down to the river, and they crossed illegally en masse. The invasion of America is an organized and highly funded operation. Thousands of illegals are crossing into the open U.S. border every day now. So will Republicans do anything about this, or will they cower from the liberal press and allow this to continue? So This is a huge problem, and we've had millions of people cross they're bringing drugs. They're bringing, they're bringing criminals. They're they're trafficking people and weapons, and they're bringing terrorists from other countries. This isn't just Mexicans. No, nope. it's all kinds of people. Yep, there's a lot of people in from South America, all over different parts of South America, that are coming up. I think some from Ecuador, Venezuela, 
Um, And these are men that are of fighting age. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's also a level of, you know, cartel, you know, cartels moving in too. Yeah. And they're just allowed to. Yeah. And these people, there's no accountability or anything. So if they Mm -hmm. go missing, it's just, they go missing. Nobody's looking for them. Nope. And I did read another article that says the deportations under the Biden administration were down 90%. Oh, my gosh. So we're getting this huge influx of illegals into our into our country and our deportations, which were probably fairly low to begin with, I would assume, is down 90%. So hardly anybody is being sent back. That's this wild. This is a huge problem. 90%. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty, pretty sad. Crazy. We're we're being systematically replaced is what we're what's happening in my opinion. Um I think that's part and of it. So too. Americans by by birth are being disenfranchised, you know, through destabilization. Replacement. Yeah. yeah. Destabilization. All of it. Yeah. For sure. I think that's a big part of it. And we just see crime skyrocketing across the U.S., man. I, and it's going to. And they keep they keep pushing gun control, and so we have less and less protection, you know, for that yeah. crime. You know, and this is all a huge... Um, a, a huge conspiracy. plan. Consp- yeah, conspiracy. It's not even a conspiracy. It's the truth, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, conspiracy. They're, our government is conspiring against us. And, you know, it's going to continue to happen until it's so wild states that they do this. stand up and do something about this. You know, we need states like Texas to, you know, do better at, at stopping the flow of immigrants into those states. Yep. You know, those states need to remember that they're sovereign. Declare an and they can shut this down. Finish the, the parts of the border wall that need to be done, you know, even if they have to pay for it you know what? through state funds. It's not even a thing of money. Take all that money we're sending to Ukraine, put it in the coffers, and send the National Guard and put somebody every three feet on that border with a freaking rifle, and it's going to stop immediately. Right yeah, around. how are you going to take care of you would have just you would have to have just as many um, people you know, watching the border as you have crossing the border, right? At so, least. Maybe and that's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to find that, I think. You but know, people have the thing jobs is, and lives. Let's think about this, though. Let's say that we had more control over what the hell's going on, and the people decided, look, we're going to send an army, essentially, to the border. Maybe that's citizens, maybe it's the National Guard, whatever. And we're going to enforce the laws at the border. Uh, Okay, I know this gets complicated with laws and all this and, you know, but let's just say hypothetically that happens. It might be tough at first, but I guarantee you as soon as news gets around that there's a deterrent at the border, you're not going to get anybody wanting to come to that border and deal with it. It's going to decrease just like when Trump started putting up that wall. I don't know. I, you know, what I think would happen is I think that, you know, you've got a huge problem with the cartels. Yeah. 
and, and I think that the the cartels want that open border. And so I think that ultimately, I think the cartels would respond in kind with you war. know their own form of that. Yeah, with war. And I think you would see that's why the wall needs to be finished. You know, you can't just put people out there with rifles because then they're sitting targets. Um, so really what you need is a permanent deterrent, mm. like a wall. So mm. we'll see. And that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Wouldn't that hurt. in a short, I think is a short term fix, maybe. Yeah. But I think ultimately, you know, for a long term, for a long term solution, it's just not viable. No, it's not. But I don't think something like we can't afford it or anything like that is an excuse. Because look at all that no. money, all that liquid. I guarantee money. you that every taxpayer in Texas would be willing to chip in a little bit more if it was going towards a a border wall. Yeah. Same thing with Arizona and New Mexico, which it, well, all the states that let's border be, Mexico. Let's be honest, though. The how they're just printing money and giving it away for any damn thing their scam in Ukraine or whatever, they could just get, they could make it happen so easily with what we have now. Of course, they'd be like, well, we need to increase the taxes and then they're going to skim off the top or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'd I'd be willing to pay extra tax money to the state of Montana if Montana promised a wall around the whole state. Mm. (laughs) Same. That would be wild. We just block in our state. <laughs> you are not welcome here. <laughs> the Great Wall of Montana. The Great Wall. Yes, the Great Wall of Montana. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on here. All We've right. got a, a parody article. Yes. The uh, Babylon Bee again. Biden calls for $50 billion to help Ukraine track down notorious Russian arms dealer. <laughs> I thought this was fitting. Washington, D.C., on the heels of a much-publicized prisoner exchange involving WNBA basketball player Brittany Greiner, the Biden administration issued a call for an urgent need to help Ukraine hunt for a notorious Russian arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death, who is now believed to be on the loose. We have now learned from our ally, President Zelensky, that a dangerous Russian arms dealer has been freed and poses a grave threat. President Joe Biden said in a prepared statement, we simply cannot allow this person to continue operating freely. Sending an additional 50 billion in aid to Ukraine will allow us to bring this merchant of death guy to justice. Their critics were quick to bring up the fact that the U.S. did, in fact, have the merchant of death in custody and willingly sent him back to Russia in exchange for a woman's basketball player, Biden was quick to defend his administration's decision. Hey, listen up. Freeing a dangerous individual and allowing the proliferation of black market weapons is a small price to pay for the great basketball playing of the heroic Brittany Griner, Biden said sternly. But let's be clear. Tracking down this dangerous individual and stopping the proliferation of black market weapons is a priority. Spatula! At publishing time, Zelensky is reportedly asked about the possibility of having the U.S. provide them with an arms dealer of their own if they were to hold actor Sean Penn as a prisoner for exchange. Good God. And that's an actual picture. That's an actual picture of the merchant of death right here. Yeah. Yeah, and he looks like he really cares, doesn't he? (laughs) He looks like a player. Oh, my gosh. He looks like like a seventies. I don't know. He just has that seventies look of like I have a mustache. The porn star with the mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't do mustaches. 
and I had a theory on why, you know, in the beginning when this first broke, why they were trading Griner. This is really a true story. They traded Brittany Griner for mm -hmm. the Merchant of Death, a, prolif a, pl a prolific arms dealer who basically has his own uh, fleet of um, ca uh, what are the carriers, airplanes. I have no idea. Cargo planes. I don't know much about him. He has like... 10 or 20 cargo planes he would move tons of weapons funding or not funding but providing weapons for the u.s finding and also providing weapons for other countries as well it's just like whatever war he wants he's making money and so i was like thinking you know is this a win-win for the u.s why would they make such a terrible trade um, and I think it is a win-win. I think they're going to utilize him or there's some other plan more than just Brittany Griner. Of course, that pushes their narrative of how woke they are and how great they are and all this. And, oh, we support lesbians and whatever. Um, so I was just thinking, like, what, how is this, tr how is this trade fair? And I was like, well, maybe their logic is, all right, so this, this arms dealer, he hates America, so let's trade him for somebody who hates America just as much. And that's where they came up with Brittany Griner. So they're like, that's equal, right? It is. It really is, which is why <laughs> the Marine is still over there. Oh, my gosh. But then I was thinking maybe they're equal in a different way. Like, maybe they're like, we need to find somebody who has who has eaten as much muff as this sir, as this <laughs> this guy. And so they're like, Brittany Griner. And then that was <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe. Just They're like, yeah, we're, we're comparing apples to uh, apples. Just speculating. <laughs> Somebody who's eating this much. Oh gosh. Well, you know, he does have those 70s porn stars. So maybe. Yeah. Totally. It's possible. Kidding. Totally, totally kidding. <laughs> oh man so uh thank you nugget good to see you man hope you're doing good Ooh, that's concerning Ooh. uh okay. all right i don't know what that's about but uh let's see here uh, there's this cool video that came out California put it out over the weekend because we saw that uh, Elon Musk pretty much called Fauci out saying he is he should be uh, held responsible for this whole COVID shenanigan. Did you see that? I did not. He called I actually the, unplugged from social media this whole weekend. He called for the persecution of Fauci. So we had California over there on Twitter come out with a song let's listen mcgallifornia is great because not only does he speak the truth like we all should he sings it he sings the damn truth <laughs> we like that
fucking killer Fauci is a serial fucking Serial fucking killer. Serial fucking Was good. Yeah, it was good. I like his stuff. Me too. It's pretty good. Yep. All right, we're gonna do one more parody, and then we'll do um, some real stories as that relate to health, and we'll see where we're at. Yeah. Want me to take it? Go for it. All right, I'm gonna go Ooh. for it. And by the way, that's California, as you see here. Uh, go follow him, show him some love. I love how he's got the little Kevorkian. <laughs> the what? Little Kevorkian. That's what he's called Anthony Fauci. Now, Anthony Fauci. Oh. The Babylon Bee. Study finds masks are 75% effective at keeping kids safe from oxygen. It's true. Oh, man. Baltimore this week a new study from Johns Hopkins University has concluded masks are over 75% effective at helping small children stay protected from oxygen after measuring the blood sugar levels of children before and after they wore masks while sprinting around the park we discovered that kids running around with masks stayed 75% safe from breathing in oxygen molecules said Dr. Kron Neblork in the abstract for the study that was circulated through several leading medical journals this is a good thing, as we have also found connections between people who breathe oxygen and people who die. Also, Dr. Fauci, blessings upon his holy name, told us so. Scientists involved with the study assured skeptics that their results were found using real and trustworthy science. Our methodology was rigorous. After progressive parents finished letting their sweaty toddlers huff and puff for even for even a breath of unencumbered air while running around the playground, we took the toddlers who hadn't fainted and measured their blood oxygen levels. Our control group was parents whose kids can breathe freely, and of course, we advised Child Protective Services to stay on standby in case any of the parents expressed vaccine hesitancy during the data-gathering portion of the study. Red-faced toddlers sucking air through the thick cloth masks is expected to remain normative in liberal majority cities in the near future. With parents feeling secure in the knowledge that young children will have not to have any uh, have not will not have to face any of the ill effects that come from unencumbered exposure to oxygen, at publishing time, the CDC had announced that the study warranted a mask mandate for young children to be instituted and extended indefinitely in order to keep parents safe from worry that their children could bring in any harmful particles. Uh, I think this is probably a response to maybe um, partially uh, what they're doing in California. Yeah, and I think they're trying to bring back the mask mandates everywhere, you know, yeah, especially I heard about for it in children. S- Seattle, too. Because it's not just about COVID anymore. Now it's about flu and RSV, which is respiratory, essential virus. And yeah. you got all these things that are happening that have happened for hundreds of years that we've never 
worried about until now. And I think they're still manipulating the public. And and I have some proof of this. Maybe. Potential proof. What? Here's the thing. Is that um, it's all propaganda. And I think the next story, you can say whatever you have to say, but the next story kind of goes into that a little bit. Mm, Yeah. So over the weekend, I came across... um, the California masks coming back, LA County, and then also um, the local news in Seattle put out a post, a poll, and it wasn't a Twitter poll, but it was on Twitter. It was a, they linked to their own website where they were like, "Would you guys support a mask mandate?" And I went to their website to check out their poll, and there was like fifteen hundred votes by the time I got there, but uh, the tweet was new, so. The tweet was brand new, but the poll already had 1,500 votes, and I think 80 or 90% of them were in favor of the masks. And then I'm reading the comments on Twitter. Everybody's saying, well, I tweeted, I tweeted, fuck no. And everyone else is like, hell no, in your dreams, get out of here, never, never again, never did. And then maybe a small percentage of them were like, always wore a mask, of course, protect everybody. Like, But vast majority of them were F no. But yeah. their poll did not match the comments at all. So I'm like, what the hell? Did they share this with 1,500 liberals first? Or, or they just to? rigged it. Or they just rig it. It's like, why don't you do a real Twitter poll? Yeah, because they don't They don't want to put the truth out there. They have to propagandize this stuff. They have to prop up their um, responses to these things. And that's how they fool people. So... And this next story really kind of talks about that. Yeah, what's going on? So we got a former transgender Navy SEAL to resume living as a man. A former Uh, U.S. Navy SEAL who famously came out as transgender 10 years ago has renounced their transition and will soon resume living as a biological male. hmm. In 2013, Chris Beck, then known as Kristen Beck, Famously came out as a transgender after serving in the Navy for 20 years, including SEAL Team 6, having been deployed over 13 times and having received over 50 medals and ribbons for his service. Speaking with CNN's Anderson Cooper at the time, Beck said he always felt like a woman, a feeling he'd bottled up for years. It is a constant, he said, but as you suppress and as you bottle it up, it's not that on the surface. So maybe I could put it back in a few different layers. You would never notice it. Mm-hmm. Now, nearly 10 years later, Beck has renounced his words, saying that CNN used him for propaganda purposes while calling on Americans to wake up to the transgender radicalism targeting children. Wow. Quote, everything you see on CNN with my face, do not even believe a word of it, Chris Beck told conservative influencer Robbie Starbuck in an interview this month. Everything that happened to me for the last 10 years destroyed my life. I destroyed my life. I'm not a victim. I did this to myself, but I had help. I take full responsibility, he continued. I went on CNN and everything else, and that's why I'm here right now. I'm trying to correct that. Beck described being very naive at the time of the Anderson Cooper interview and that he had been taken advantage of. I got propagandized. I got used badly by a lot of people who had knowledge way beyond me. They knew what they were doing. I didn't, he said. Like further knock the targeting of children for transitioning procedures and the ease with which they are subjected to chemical castration. There are thousands of gender clinics being put up all over America, he said. As soon as kids go in and say, I'm a tomboy, or this makes me feel comfortable, and then a psychologist says, oh, you're a transgender, and then the next day you're on hormones. 
the same hormones they're using for medical castration for pedophiles. Mm -hmm. Now they're giving this to healthy 13-year-old kids. Does this seem right, he asked. This is why I'm trying to tell America to wake up. Beck originally transitioned with the help of Veterans Affairs, which gave him his desired hormone treatment, and almost immediately after a psychologist signed a letter. He has now been off of hormones for seven years. Beck said that when he began transitioning, it took an hour-long meeting at Veterans Affairs to be offered hormones. That's it, just an hour. This is a billion-dollar industry between psychologists, between surgeries, between hormones, between chemicals, between follow-up treatments, he said. There are thousands of gender clinics popping up all over the country, and each of those gender clinics is going to be pulling in probably over $50 million. Whoa, that's a lot of, of business for these different which is Gender. why they're selling it. You know, nice. you think about all the people that are involved in this and mm. you know, it's about money. It is. So Farm, this is what pharma, right? this is this is what they do to destroy capitalism. Is they turn people against it by saying, "Well, it's a cap- it's a capitalist society." Mm-hmm. They're just out there making money. They have a right to make money. You have a right to capitalism. Mm-hmm. And so then they turn this against you I and they're like, it. "I don't get what you're saying." Well, it's all about capitalism, making money, right? We live in a capitalist yeah. society where you're free to make money. Yeah. Well, they, so they take that. What do you think these abortion clinics are? And these gender clinics and all of these other big things, pharma. these psychologists, they're, it's all big pharma. But they just put up businesses everywhere and they it's capitalism. So you can. There's no rules. And so this is how they take normal people and they, they turn them into socialists. Comics communists yeah they say we should have rules and regulations against this stuff yeah because they propagandize it the other way and make people who are freedom-loving capitalists like you and i and everybody else turn against our own selves yeah and say well no there needs to be rules and regulations against this well if you can rule rule over and regulate one business why not do it to all of them yeah and i feel like they're also trying to make capitalism fail to push in Socialism. Yes, they absolutely are. And they want people against capitalism. And so they use propaganda as a tool and they'll use anybody yeah. that, that they can to do that. And right now, the truth of the matter is they're using children. And so, you know, kudos to this guy for standing up and speaking out against this stuff. And I think that a lot more... There are a lot more transgenders who are starting to do that. So people yeah. who've made that transition sure. who are saying, this really effed up my life. This screwed everything up. I wish I hadn't done this. I got talked into it. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, bullied into it or convinced I should do it. Yeah. And, you know, I went along with this woke ideology. You can't reverse this stuff either. A lot There's of times. a lot of it that you can't. And even all the um, medications they get put on, I've seen one person, I don't know what the hell their deal was, if they were a man or a woman, something, right? Um, that transitioned and they were basically advocating against this whole transgender ideology as well. And they said, this is a trap by big pharma. Look at this basket I have here. And it had like 20 bottles of medications and they were like, he or she, whatever the hell it was. I don't remember. They're like, I think it was a dude who became a woman and it doesn't matter. Anyway, they're like, I have to take this shit every single day or I'm not, or I can't, you know, like it's, it'll, I'll be fucked up if I don't. And there's a whole process to getting off this stuff. It's it's this whole thing. It's a it's a pharmaceutical trap, 
And like you said, there's millions. This article said 50 million per place and maybe more or less. Wow. That's just a small clinic. That's crazy. And the thing about it is, is that this stuff, like you said, is not reversible. The damage that it does to your body is irreversible. Even if you go back to living your life as a man, um, a lot of these medications are meant to create sterility in people. So you're completely sterile. You're never going to have children. You know, so if you're a 13 year old girl who wants to become a boy or a 13 year old boy who wants to become a girl and, you know, five years down the road, you hit 18 and you realize, whoa, man, I really screwed up. Guess what? There ain't no going back from this. Mm -hmm. You're most likely never going to have children because the damage that it does to your body is permanent. Yeah. You know, and now there, there could be that there are options out there for those people later on down the road. But, you know, the damage that it does on a psychological level, I don't even think we've begun to understand that yet, especially when you're talking about children whose brains are still developing. We have understood it in there. We see the data. Well, maybe not completely, but we saw that we see the data on suicides for transgender. I think a lot of it has to do with the truth and these people waking up and realizing they fucked up their entire lives becoming suicidal. It's so yeah. sad. So not only do they become sterile and their lives ruined and psychologically fucked up, but a lot of them commit suicide. And, you know, yeah. no one deserves to be put through hell to feel that way. Um, yep. What, you know, despite if they're communists or whatever, because some of them are, but still. Yeah. It's gross. Well, and I, you know, so I applaud this person for standing up and bringing, bringing um, attention to this kind of thing. Yeah, that's good. Let's talk about one more thing here that I found important. Uh, And then we'll stop with this one because I got to go. I got to run an errand real quick. Another errand already. This will be second big errand of the day. And then I got to get over here and anyway, get back to the studio ASAP. But let's take a look at this on the subject of health. And man, this transgender thing just is terrible, by the way. Like, this is... A huge issue. I don't think it affects as many people as this next story, though. Probably you're right. And it's this is just a reminder to watch out for our health. Top 10 addictions and the alarming statistics for the USA. So, let's see. Which categories do you fit in? I mean, I'm not going to th- throw myself under the bus or you or anybody in the audience but these here are the top 10 addictions and you know what it's okay to have addictions you know shit happens but let's look at them and let's you know try to stay on a good path opiates over 3 million americans are currently addicted to opioids nicotine more than 50 million americans are addicted to tobacco or vaping cocaine including crack more than 2 million americans are addicted to cocaine crystal meth up to 3 million Americans are addicted to crystal meth. Sugar. Around 250 million Americans overeat sugar daily. Many are addicted, especially the obese. This is about a third of Americans. Yep. Or two-thirds. Sorry. Um, COVID vaccines. Approximately 227 million Americans are fully vaccinated for COVID and may be addicted forever as their immune systems become reliant on more boosters. That's interesting that they would include that. ADE and vaccine-induced immunity deficiency syndrome. Yeah, wow. I didn't realize it worked that way. I kind of did on some level, but I never really thought about it as an addiction. 
immune systems become reliant. Yep. I'm going to have to look at that. And Dr. Zev Zelenko, anyone with immune deficiency, if immune deficiency could die from a cold. Which is why they're calling it VADES. It's vaccine autoimmune deficiency syndrome. With Israel's vaccination rate, including boosters, it is especially dangerous. America's frontline doctors said that the vaccines, uh, vaccine shots have created vaccine addicts whose bodies will be reliant on the shots and won't be able to ward off disease. Uh, related, COVID vaccines cause AIDS proof. Wow. Okay. Artificial sweeteners. Consumers who drink more than three diet drinks a day or snacks contain aspartame, sucralose, saccharin, neotame, neotame fame, potassium, and that stuff's bad, y'all. Video games, over 200 million. This is a good one, too. Over 200 yeah. million Americans play video games, and approximately 7 million are addicted, according to the WHO. Pornography, more than 10% of American adults meet the classification of porn addiction by admission. Alcohol, close to 14 million Americans, or about one in every 13, abuse alcohol and are considered or are considered alcoholics. So if you fit any of these things, I probably not, I don't agree on the sugar thing every day right now and tobacco. I, I do tobacco products. Um, that's it though. I'm sober. So I don't have a lot of these and I'm not, I don't have the jab, but a lot of these things affect us or our families and stuff. So yeah. we have to try to help everybody. I, I'm like a huge advocate for sober sobriety. Yeah. So, you know, oh if you have a family member or something who needs help, you know, be there for them, maybe have an intervention, start that conversation and have that love and support for them, especially mm -hmm. with uh, the serious drugs like cocaine and meth and opiates and stuff. Uh, yeah. Like it's well, absolutely terrible. It, any tough. addiction is not healthy for you. That's mm -hmm. the bottom line. I mean, you can be addicted to exercise, right? That's not oh, yeah. healthy. True. Um, addiction in, in and of itself is representative of some kind of um, obsession. Mm -hmm. So, and that's not really um, a healthy behavior. And so I addiction think is not a healthy behavior at all. I agree. And we have a comment here, Lacey. How about internet addiction? I think that fits in line with gaming addiction, kind of. Yeah, for sure. Turn it off, man. Anything, any, too much of anything's bad. It really is. Yeah, definitely. We need moderation and Americans are so used to this uh, gimme lifestyle that and the I have everything lifestyle and that the, what they've really done is perpetrated addiction to everything. And, um, you know, it, it needs to people need to learn to cut back and tell themselves no, like they it's control okay. us. They even used these addictions, like especially the eating addiction that people have. So many of us, let's just say most of us, let's be real. Yeah. When they had the vaccine shot roll out, get the vaccine shot and we'll give you some fresh French fries or whatever the hell stupid deals they had yeah. going on. This is psychological manipulation at its freaking finest. It's disgusting. They use instant gratification as a tool. Yeah, it's scary stuff, y'all. So please be very conscious of health and try to, you know, maybe set a New Year's resolution this year and try to do something or, you know, whatever. whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, you get what I'm saying. So, uh, 
Uh, if you're into that kind of stuff, you could go to the social red pill and talk about it, post the information for everybody else who might be interested. Uh, that's a free social network. You could join no cost to you. Uh, www.socialredpill.com. We also use it for just anything, news, communications, jokes, memes. Just if you want to contact Andrea or I or Josh, or you have some information you want to send us, uh, you guys are all welcome to join socialredpill.com. Andrea, thank you for joining me. So I, I appreciate you so much. Um, can't wait for the rest of the week. We're already halfway through October. I mean, December. Can you believe it? I know. It's crazy. Christmas is only two weeks away. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, if you haven't done your Christmas shopping. Oh, I am all done. <laughs> so, oh. I finished everything. Now, I do still have wrapping to do. I will admit that. But, um, yeah. My Uh-oh. Christmas, the shopping part of it's done. Where was you know. that? Where, where was the Chris article from? What's what is she talking about? Uh, the transgender one. It was uh, Breitbart. Here I can post the link in the chat for everybody. Maybe. Uh, M fan said, "100 percent of us are addicted to coffee." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely there. Okay, there is that article. Hey. Not everyone here drinks coffee, and that's okay. We still love you. I drink coffee. I love coffee, but I'll drink tea and hot chocolate. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for posting that, Andrea, over there on the DLive chat for anybody interested. Uh, Thank you to all the Red Pill family. We appreciate you so very much. Have a great day. It's Monday. Just absolutely destroy it. Earn your day. Treat yourself right. Put out those good energy vibes, that love and everything and truth and Let's uh, meet up again tonight at 5.30 p.m. with the Daily Dose, and we'll keep the ball rolling throughout the week. Looking forward to hear from all of you on the social red pill and on Twitter and everywhere else and in the comments. Take care, God bless, and Godspeed. Bye, guys.